Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, lie back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation on mundane topics. And I'm doing my best not to get excited, but we have in the studio my favorite co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Hi, Marco. It's so good to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. I am... uh... I'm going to use the word groovy. Oh, I love that. Right? I feel like groovy. Groovy is awesome. Yeah. Um, Before we start, I have to make a correction from last week's show. So, Nidhi, you'll be able to to speak of this, I'm sure. But I said English muffins and crumpets were the same thing, and they're not. What? I know. Why would you even go? What? I don't know. I don't even know. Knowing that we have a lot of listeners in the UK and a lot of people who just love to eat, one of our American listeners immediately contacted (laughs) me and said, hey, just so you know, crumpets and English muffins are not the same thing. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess I just said that, but I love them both is the problem. And in that moment of weakness, I just said they were the same thing. Well, and also I feel like by now, audience should be able to recognize that anything we say on this podcast has not been fact-checked, nor can be taken as fact. No. And I apologize to anyone who is, uh, you know... Offended? Offended or a fan of crumpets or a fan of English muffins, but crumpets batter is is a loose batter, Nitty, and English muffin batters are from a firm dough. Mm. crumpets are only cooked on one side whereas english muffins are more like a bread and toasted on both sides so then i went in on on a deep crumpet dive i want to hear a little bit about this i want to make crumpets now now that i've made this mistake i want to make crumpets and the thing about making crumpets it, it only uses you know base ingredients so like a bit of yeast some milk flour and a couple of other things maybe some salt and whatnot but you need to have a crumpet circle. So you need kind of like a metal ring, a crumpet ring that you put on your pan. So when you put the dough in it, it stays Mm -hmm. in that circular shape. Right, because otherwise it would kind of come out flat and pancakey. Right, and then you would need something to cut it out. But from what I've Mm -hmm. seen, the real crumpet makers, those crumpet makers who take their crumpets seriously, they have crumpet rings. So I was like, I don't think I need to go out and buy crumpet rings. Like these one-use items, both you and I are not huge fans of. 
And moreover, Amanda. Marco, you love you love this stuff. Like the fact that you have not gone online and purchased this thing yet is actually quite fascinating. Are you okay? Have you been ill? Is that why? No, I had to record with you is why I didn't look into it. I should correct myself and say Amanda is really not a huge fan of, of your one item. One use, one items. use items. She really, she really, I had to give away, I told you I had a peanut butter jam spoon that one, like it was kind of like a spatula and one end had, it was like purple for jam and on the opposite end was, you know, yellow for peanut butter. So you would use oh, one end and one on the other Marco. and we had it and she's like, you never use this. I'm like, but it's messy when I use it. But when I use it, I do use it. And she's like, we're getting rid of this. Figure it out. If you don't use it in this next month, it's gone. And now I'm sad that I no longer have my peanut butter and jelly <laughs> spoon, but or spatula. So I'm not, I'm committing to not getting the crumpet rings. But I, I read one of the hacks is you can use a tuna can. So once you get a can of tuna, you just have to cut the bottom end of it. But the problem is I can't use my can opener because my tuna can is rounded on the bottom end. So it doesn't have that lip to cut forward. So I'm Couldn't gonna... you use like a cookie cutter? Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could. That was one of the things. But I don't – We our cookie cutters are like small little oh, snowflakes. Baby cookie. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so so I'll figure it out. I'm sure I will figure it out. But if you have a crumpet tool hack for me, please let us know in our either our Facebook or our Instagram. But yeah, I love crumpets and I equally love English muffins. Where do you stand on that? I am more of an English muffin person. Oh, okay. Because I like having, I mean, this is controversial. I feel like we're going to get a lot of mail after okay. this, but... Um, or at least you are, because <laughs> I'm going to drive to your house and I'm going to put it under your door. Um, I like putting like an egg and cheese on top of like, I like making the little fake egg McMuffin with my mu muffins, sure. my English muffins, um, crumpets to me. It's like, mm, I'd rather have a pancake. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I'd rather have a pancake. Also, like, what do you put on crumpets? It always, oh. like, just jam? You can put, this is like a nod to last week's show, but you can put butter and jam or honey, honey and jam. You can put a lot of things on uh, a crumpet, I believe. And I think a crumpet goes well with tea as well as a scone, if not better. Hmm. And that's where I'm going to be getting mail for saying that. But well, I yeah. know it's a very controversial yeah. topic. Let's let's get off this controversial topic. Okay. And I just want to say this. I bought some geraniums for next to nothing the other day. My aunt had told my mother that the geraniums were on sale at one of the local grocery stores. And so she was like, they're on sale, they're going fast. My aunt actually had to go to one of those grocery stores. They were out and she went to another one. And that's where the lead was on the geraniums. So I went on that geranium train and I bought some geraniums and now they're in front of my house. And I love geraniums because they remind me of my grandmother. So I'm just going to pause here for mm -hmm. a moment. And do you remember when we first started this show and we would start talking? So Marco and I would start talking about something so boring and we would end up having to cut because we would just laugh. Yeah. 
And here we are all these years later, and you can tell me a story about geraniums, and I actually find it fascinating, which is just goes to show how um, much we've evolved as people. (laughs) I'm telling you. Um, But yeah, I love geraniums. I don't know where you sit on the geranium fence. I'll be honest. I don't really um, care for them. Oh, wow. Okay. I find them kind of standard. They're okay. like a basic flower. Yeah. But they're a workhorse. They're the kind of flowers they can hold up to oh, heat, to drought, and they're always flowering. And for stoops or to dress window boxes, I think there's nothing as nice as a geranium. I also, as you may know, don't really have um, – I'm not good with like names of flowers okay. and plants. Yeah. Like I have a bunch of plants in my home and I, I still don't know what they are. And oh. then someone will come over and be like, oh, your this tree is really f- going strong. I don't do know what a, I do. Do you have a Z plant or a Z plant? A ZZ plant? I don't even plant? know what that is. What is that? It's this plant that like is very sought after these days. Like the last year was like you couldn't get this plant. Hmm. Type it in your computer and you'll see what I'm talking about. But this Z plant has a real definite sort of shape to its le- leaves. Okay. And I have one, and it's growing strong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut a clipping of it, and I'm going to get that started for you. Yes. And I'm going to get you a Z plant started. Oh, and wow. And um, I'm also going to cut you a monstera. Do you have a monstera at home? Maybe. I don't the, have the Z plant monstera. Okay. okay. The monstera is like that tropical plant that has the holes in it, that whenever you see sort of images of jungles or Florida. Oh, yeah. Or, look at that. Yeah, that's another one that people are kind of going for. Going for, and they grow really big. So if you have the space for it, I'll get you a clipping, and you can you can yes, have please. that too. Yeah, so please. it's like a little a little plant exchange. <laughs> I mean, I think I have. I don't even know what I have, but mm-hmm. um, I need to get one of those apps where you point it at the plant and it tells you what it yeah. is and when to water it and, and things mm-hmm. like that. I just go by my gut feeling on when to water these plants and like orchids for example you know some people are really good with orchids we have them and 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 always die no they don't they don't enjoy our place so i'll always bring my orchid once it's stopped blooming to my mom who has the orchid thumb oh and she's got orchids they're so beautiful and then she bought like a silk orchid bud or flower that looks so much like a real orchid that when her orchids aren't in bloom, she puts that there. And when you go into your house, into her house, you're like, you always have orchids. And she goes, no, this is the fake one that I put in. When oh, they- see? <laughs> yeah. We, we found the secret. Yep. But her orchids, um, her orchids are gorgeous. And I think she just throws an ice cube a week in it. And she's like, oh. that's all you do. You just let an ice cube melt in it and you're good to go. Huh. I didn't even know that orchids could rebloom i thought once they stop blooming they're done no they rebloom every year oh (laughs) exactly (laughs) kind of like the christmas or the easter cactus you know that one that 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 (laughs) cactus i guess not okay (laughs) i think i've killed many orchids before their time but you have that really nice snake plant that looks kind of like cylinder like a cylinder and has a that one there, I every time I come to your place, I'm like, that's a cool plant, and you that one likes you. Yeah, that one likes me because it's low maintenance, mm-hmm. and it knows it's just going to get what it gets. Right, <laughs> and it's just going to take that. 
But that that's just indicative it. of the type of plant that suits your needs, right? You need to get the plant that suits <laughs> your what you can offer the plant. And if you don't have time for a plant, you need the plants that are like, just leave me in this corner. Don't give me too much light. Don't give me too much water. Don't look at me. <laughs> this sounds like every relationship I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel goodness. like I feel like my therapist has something to say about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, and um But you yeah. were telling me before when we were chatting, um, a bit about this board game. Okay. That you have become obsessed with with Amanda uh, in terms of playing, which mm-hmm. is now I forgot the name of it. I don't know if you told it's me called Wingspan. It. Oh yeah, Wingspan. And I think I think the listeners need to know about this. Okay, so, uh, so I gave a little nod about Wingspan on last week's show, and people have been curious about it. So I don't know how you feel about board games. I've always been a big fan of board games. What type of board game? Anything that's not too long. I don't like the ones that take forever and that are slow paced. That's not for me. Give me okay, one that, yep. that is like, you know, you're in and out in less than an hour. But like, do you mean like Scrabble or Hungry Hungry Hippo? Like what What it's do good, you? Good. I'm not a fan of Scrabble because it takes too long between okay. players. And I just don't like the precision of it where it's like you can't use that word or you can't use that right. one. I'm like, no. So and like operation? Love that. I love I love games that I also like games that are like, you know, you're moving pegs around. Candyland. Sure, but more adult games you're bringing these really <laughs> like hungry hungry if I haven't played in 40 years. But sure, I like that works for me. I like ones that are that are a little bit more involved. Battleship. Sure, like but even more so than that, like a mm-hmm. like a Let's say a, mono- a monopoly, a risk, a clue, um, oh, and some I of these risk takes forever, though. So you haven't played a board game in a long time, I'm going to guess, based on the games <laughs> that you're pulling that you're bringing forward. Is that fair Listen, to say? I am a child of the '80s and okay. '90s, and right. those are the board games that I know. So, like, there's like what is the one where you put the ping in and it goes plonks down? Oh, um, like Plinko. Like, like Plinko no. is on, Plinko's on. Um, on, uh, I feel like I just Price said a bad right. word. Oh, no, okay. Plinko's on the Price is Right. That's the okay. game that they have there. You, are you thinking Connect Four? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, with the red and the, yes. and the blue. Okay, yeah, Connect Four. So those are kind of kids' <laughs> games, right? So there's more adult <laughs> board games out there. Um, I got Jaws as one of the games uh, oh. a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed that. And I have King of Kings of of Tokyo. Um, some monster games. I have this You've Got Crabs game that's fun. So there's a bunch of different games. That sounds like something again. Yeah. I know it's... Your doctor would probably speak to you about. It's a weird title, but you basically... There's all these different cards that have different types of crabs on them. And if you're trying to not get one type of crab, I guess I'm not sure. Anyways, I haven't played that one in a while. Okay. But I did get Wingspan. And I can't wait to play it with you because it sounds like the worst <laughs> or it sounds like a game that you and I would not be interested in. But once you get playing, you get involved. And basically, you're trying to put these birds in three different habitats in the wetlands, the grasslands and in trees. And each bird will give you different abilities. So, for example, turns out the woodpecker is now one of my favorite 
favorite cards because all these different woodpeckers have some really cool things you can do, but most of them you can only do them once. Whereas these other bir birds, like the nuthatch, when your peg goes on that card because you work backwards, your nuthatch will allow you to do a certain thing. So it'll allow you to get like an extra egg or some more food or it'll allow you to tuck a card beneath it for an extra point. So depending on the birds you get, their point values are are different. So something like a like a swan, a trumpeter swan is like high points, like eight or nine points. But your basic titmouse is like next to nothing or your your pigeon dove is like zero points. And so, you know, it's it's very strategic on how you want your birds in your habitat and how many eggs you want to lay on the birds. And so you point it out at the end against your partners or against the people you're playing against their bird habitats and the birds that they have. It's quite exciting, I have to say. Marco, this reminds me of the pickling episode where I actually started to fall asleep while we were recording. And I think um, similar sensations are coming up for me as we describe wingspan. And I hope for the listeners as well. I hope they're done and fast asleep by now. It's a very calm game. And I will say this, Nitty. We'll play it before we go to bed. And I find it very relaxing. So it kind of puts me in that relaxed state. And I'm finding I'm able to fall asleep quicker after having played a round of Wingspan. Well, see, it's like the insomnia project of board games. Yeah. And what's neat, and I just did this moments ago, actually, you can play a single player and you play against the game itself. So they have like these cards that allow for every turn you make, the game does a turn. And so at the end, <laughs> you're playing against this invisible... Automa is what they call it. Like this, oh. this, yeah, this this player that doesn't exist. The game. So and how do you? So sorry, how do you win or lose? It's all point based. So you get a, okay. point, a okay. point for every egg that's on your birds. Right. A point for every tucked card that's behind your birds. Okay. Each bird has a point value, as I mentioned. The swan right. is like nine points. Your your owl is about four to six points. Mm. And your smaller birds can be two to two points, maybe three, maybe one. And do and, you have to reach like a threshold of points quickest no, or? No, it's it's four rounds. So you have four oh, rounds. Oh, I see four rounds. Okay, okay. And the first round is eight plays. So you got eight little cubes you you use. It diminishes by one by the next round and, and so on. So you diminish by one after each round. And at the fourth round, you um, you tally your points. If you had to make up a board game, I, oh. I always find it really fascinating how mm -hmm. people think of sure. these games. Like, is there a science to it? There must be like a board game. Like, how do you become a board game maker? There's, you know, it's it's fascinating you should say that, but you've got these board game developers. And I was just on a site and they were, fo they were featuring um, board game developers who are people of color. Mm-hmm. Because I guess they were trying to get representation in their particular board gaming empire or whatever you call it, they're, what they're doing. So I was really like going down this really interesting wormhole of learning about board game developers. Now, they're all kind of, you know, people who love board games and right. they seem very intelligent and very, you know, um, 
they they think through things. So I don't know if I would be such a great board game developer because I would just want it done. But yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into board, and then you have to sort of beta test it and see where it works and where it doesn't. And uh, like, yeah, because I could imagine you would have to really be all about the rules. Yes, and you would have to think of so many different scenarios. And you're right; like, if you and I made a board game, yeah, it it would be a disaster because oh, it'd, be, it'd be like there's be would... holes in it. There'd be like. <laughs> There'd be no rules, like basic, basic number one question that someone had, like, you know, player one and player two, who goes first, we'd be like, go by your intuition. Like, yeah. I don't know, figure it out. We're not going to baby you in here. Do the most logical thing. So yeah. Nitty, I ran into the situation where in Wingspan, you have five dice to roll okay. and they are on those dice are either worms, wheat, mice or fish or berries and each one represents what your bird might need right but if you have when you roll them if you have two of the same so doubles or more of the same you can re-roll but i wasn't sure if i could re-roll during my turn of trying to get what what item i need whether it be a mouse or a fish or if i had to wait till at the end of my turn mm. so there's a facebook group and I typed it on the Facebook group and Nitty, I have never received responses so quick. And so like, if you do this, you can do this. But if you do this, remember to do this and don't forget. And it was, they were really helpful. I'm very grateful. But man, did I get an answer right away. Wow. Yeah. People wow. take this serious. They take it serious. Now, did I will... you... Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 please. No, I was going to I was going to ask you a question. Okay. But... I was going to say what I think people do, or if I was a board game designer, what I'm noticing now that I'm going down board game lane is they tend to pick a theme and they stick to it. So for example, there's a lot of like board games that deal with train travel or mm -hmm. travel. So like ticket to ride where you're doing, you're building trains across the world. And then there's some that are like, like, you know, they deal with countries or cities Mm -hmm. Or they deal with uh, nature and dinosaurs or whatnot, right? So it really depends on what resonates with you. And what I'm noticing is that there's not a lot of board games that take place in our area of the world, in Canada. So I would probably develop something that had that kind of theme to it, mm -hmm. or at least no board games that I know. Or because you and I both like underwater stuff, I would do, mm -hmm. you and I would develop a scuba underwater type game game yeah i really like the deception type board games okay like i like clue sure. I like you know that type of stuff so i feel like i would develop something that is mystery related yeah because you're you done it you're a big fan of mystery games yeah like i sorry yeah. mystery novels and and yeah and that uh, genre is yeah. my go-to genre for sure yeah um yeah, but what a... i what there's, there's a bunch. There's one called Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Where you can, I think it's such, and I could be wrong, so take this with a grain of salt, but I think you can only play it so many times because you solve a mystery. And once you've solved that X amount of mysteries, you've oh, played the game. Played the game. But supposedly it's amazing because it keeps coming up over and over again as like one of the best, I think, solo player games, meaning you can play it by yourself or two-person games. Yeah. Well, when um, things open up again, mm. we should go to that 
board game oh, cafe yeah. place. Yeah, there's a board game cafe called Snakes and Lattes near near yes. both of us actually. Yes. And where you can just go in and gra- and you you know pay by the hour for as long as you stay and you can play as many games as you want, different games they have like hundreds and hundreds of them. Yep. And you that can drink your coffee and have a little snack. It's it's yeah, it's pretty awesome. We shall go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe even play Hungry Hungry Hippo. Sure. Listen, I'm listen, those games are classic. I love them. <laughs> I used to love Mouse Trap when I was a kid. That was the oh, game yeah. I liked. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But I was nice. never I was never into, you know, these longer games. Like Monopoly was never my thing. Mm, yeah. I was never really into Monopoly either. I agree. Clue. I'm more of a Clue fan or a Risk fan. Yeah, those are more the games that I would play. Yeah. Uh, now, would you play games when you were a kid on rainy days? Or what was your rainy day activity? Let's Go say? to? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question, Marco. Um, I would read a lot. Okay. I would. We used to have um, video games. Oh, cool. So we had the, what did we have? We had the. Was it no? It wasn't Sega. It was Nintendo. Nintendo sixty four. Okay, that's what we had at home. No, Super Nintendo. We had Super Nintendo. Sorry. And what was your game, your video game to play? Super Mario Brothers. I was really boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I liked. You like the classic games? Yeah, I liked the classics. Um, I also liked Mortal Kombat because I learned how to uh, do. One trick with one character that I would just do over and over again. Okay. And I would just wait for new people to come over and play Mortal Kombat with me so that I could do that one trick and win. Because I wouldn't be able to win against my older brother. I see. Because he knew more tricks than me. And who was this character you would play? And only you could play it. You'd have friends over and you'd be like, no, I'm that character. Yeah, it was, um, oh, I forgot the name. Scorpion? Scorpion, I think. Okay. He had like a yellow robe and you pressed back, back, B. And that would allow you to like shoot something out of his hand and okay. get the person to come close to you. And then you would uppercut. I see. Very violent game. Sure. Actually, yeah. Well, but... I think that's why it gets its name Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, fair enough. Fair oh, enough. My goodness. Um, but yeah, other, but I usually just played my Super Mario Brothers. And thank you, Nitty. We'll end it there for now on Mortal Kombat. Because this is a longer episode, we're going to do it in two parts. So this is the first part of the interview, uh, interview, the episode, I should say, that I've done with Nitty. And she will be back next week with part two. But because we, we hit our time but weren't finished our conversation, we decided to just continue and make a two-parter. So I hope you enjoy this particular episode. Uh, For anyone who's on our Patreon, they got to hear the whole episode um, early. So if you are interested in joining our Patreon, the Insomnia Project, please do so. You can find the link in the show notes and we would be happy to have you there and provide additional content. Until next week, we hope that you were able to listen to this particular episode and sleep.